You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the 233rd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Coach Tim in Orlando, Florida. I'm here, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, this is Matt, the student in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, where, guys, I am ready for 2019. I know we're like about a week oh, in, so. but I, I think I'm ready now for 2019. Took you a week. Are you guys are you guys feeling the buzz? Are you guys ready? Oh, tour down under is right around the corner. Training camp. We 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 apologize to our listeners that we're very excited about a possible Mitch Docker episode. That's going to be that like I'm just going to say it out loud. Mitch Docker's coming on the podcast. So now now what happened? Mitch, you're going to let everybody down if you don't show up on the pod for our Jersey Draft Corner. But um it's coming around the co- corner. So you got any uh you got any big 2019 plans uh on the docket there Tim? Like what do you, what's what's uh what's coming down the pipes here for you? Well, I do actually. Um Interesting. I set my Strava goals. Oh. Ooh. What are those? So look, I don't goals? know if you listened last week, but I listened. we it was we infuriating. It was infuriating. <laughs> so I, it's so you guys don't was, know how Tim, you probably know cuz you miss some podcasts, but it's so hard to listen to our show when you're usually on it and I can usually interject or point out when you're wrong yeah and i was just riding around listening to you guys and tim would say something and i'd be I'm like oh, how did he pronounce it that way i just uh, and i i thought about going through point by point and listing all the things i had i took issue with but uh-huh. i really didn't want to go back and do that so so now you don't have any you've gotten the full listener experience then is, is what happened yeah i mean i get it occasionally i don't i don't miss that many of these but when i do it's weird. I don't know how you people do it. Hats off to you. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about with the new year, new Tim, a new year, a new era, mm-hmm. is that uh, I finally grew up and became a member of Strava Premium. Okay. Because I figure for eight years I've used Strava for free, so I might as well slip them 50 bucks. So it was a nice holiday gift from the folks. What do you get from um, I don't like power <laughs> data okay. analysis. Right. I don't know things I'm never going to use, but it's kind of, um, again, me. again, it's, I'm sure. Hey, if Strava wants to send us, um, info on what we get, I would be more than willing to read it on the air. It, I think you get additional like analysis and leaderboards and various things to make you feel important. But the point is for eight years, I've used a service nonstop for free and I feel that, you know, at some point I grew up, I can finally start paying some money. It's kind of like I used to use pirate feeds for every cyclocross or road race in the world. And now I pay the NBC Sports Gold money and I feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And because I have, I, you know, so, I can Tim, afford it, I guess. Now with the, with the premium Strava, are we going to see premium Tim in 2019? Well, that's that's what I was getting at. So they do have this thing where you can add your goals uh-huh. for the year. Uh-huh. I am, I am on the edge. At- I don't know if you can see in the video my chair, but I don't need the whole seat. I've paid for the whole thing, uh-huh. but I only need the edge, Tim. Yeah, you know, I've set my goals. I don't know if I'm going to share them with you guys, but uh-huh. I, I think I'm going to be throwing down a lot more miles than you guys. I think I'm going to be have- next level, and I may actually even do some USA cycling races this I year. I have one question. Oh. These are big January goals. Okay. Derek Bouchard Hall left the podcast. Left. Sorry. Not only did he leave USA Cycling. Yeah. Broke our hearts. He didn't come on the podcast to say bye. Yeah. <laughs> Busy man. But, um, you know, I got to pick up the slack for, for DBH leaving the country. Sure. I got to I gotta now start racing again. So I have one question about your goals, Tim. And, and you don't have to disclose too much, but I do have one important question. Does any of these goals include Schwamigan 2019? No. Okay. Oh, wow. He's just going out on a high note. 
I I'm thinking That's, maybe a cyclocross race is in my future in Madison around the time when the UCI Cyclocross World Cup comes through. Interesting. I'm just throwing it out there, gentlemen. It's a distinct possibility. Like, little guy, you're gonna have to sandbag down to my level, but I'm pretty sure it. at the minimum I can race against Sven Nice at the lakefront cross race. Yeah, yeah maybe. and maybe even do some kind of janky single speed race in Madison and then yeah. watch the race. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um it's a good goal. Spencer, you got goals? But uh, I've got more goals. See, I've got a dilemma with 2019. I've it's taken me a while to come around on it because 2018 I had a lot of goals. 2018 I did not meet any of those goals. It was <laughs> So just want to roll them over. Yeah, well, it was disappointing. My cycling okay. Career, my 2019, the back of the baseball card for Spencer Howe 2018, not impressive. Not one of the ones the kids are going to be collecting uh, for years to come. I don't know. Is this the year I retire? Do I hang up the cleats? Like, <laughs> you know, did 20. To be fair, you kind of retired in 2015. Sure. Yeah. But did 2018 I... finally break me? Like, do I have zero racing goals whatsoever? I'm I've... not sure. I kind of think with people being gone now, um, I think it's fitting that maybe you retire too. Kind of, you got, he's kind of, he's your spirit racer in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sort of an E.T. Elliot kind of thing. When people retire, you retire. You guys sort of feel each other's pain, I'm assuming. I mean, little guy, you missed the conversation last week about people being gone, so. Well, I mean, I, you know, I heard. Unfortunately the for you, we're not going to re. We're going to not going to rehash. <laughs> yeah. That. Well, I know. Kind but, of, I mean, we can. It. I'm more than happy to. But <laughs> you, you guys, my goal for the year mm-hmm. uh, is to get signed to a team since I am unattached <gasps> oh, for the first time in eleven Let's, plus years. I have a team built around me. We need some like breaking news uh, noise here, little guy. Breaking news noise. Matt, this just in little guy racing the team that the three of us created over 10 years ago has disbanded now tim Done. explain to the listeners now we we started a team you and i had this idea and we named it little guy racing but we had not signed matt allen to the team yet um what no what was I think the... you had at that point i mean it came up in a conversation that i was at the table for the name didn't it? Mm, we may have played well, it that originally way. we were going to call it Team Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> originally it was Team Awesome. We, that got shot down. The sponsors shot by, that one down. Yeah, well, by the two other people at the table. The fastest racer that we knew that we could convince to be on our team was our good friend Matt Allen, the little guy. <laughs> yeah, that shows and, you the power, the power, the pull you guys had in two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, not a lot yeah, of pull, yeah. but. Nope. We also knew that their poll was not enough to get the little guy on our team without <laughs> naming the team after him so that he couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hard to walk away from that offer. I mean, yeah. being that I'd had no offers on the table up to that point. Even people. Attached, cat 4. You know, didn't get that. we were an elite Category 3 team. Yeah, I, I mean, in fact, this Category 3 team schedule would be the, you know, a lot of people would look up to this schedule. They'd sit there and they'd go, man, in 2006, you guys were doing Super Week. You guys are doing races at like the Oxbow Classic, one of the first races to ever mix road with gravel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think a lot of pro teams would look at the schedule that we had in 2006 and go, man, that is exactly what I want to do that, to please what, my sponsor. What yeah, those Cat 3s were doing in 2006, that's the future. Yeah. I, it is. There's a certain American team and, that I think took a little bit of our out of our playbook yeah and and of course we're talking about uh, i mean we're talking about a team that just wants to ball all the way to <laughs> kansas for the dirty kansas and that is team education first which announced their alternative calendar gentlemen what is it going to be like when eight pro tour racers show up to dirty kansas and just mop the floor <laughs> are they gonna send all. a full contingent or do you think they'll send I like sure three guys hope to god they do i want mitch docker mm. just direct like barking orders about like this is how we're pulling i i hope that this is like that scene in breaking away when there's the local guy from mm-hmm. kansas that's like i know these roads and then the guys from Team Education first just stick the frame pump right in the wheels and just roll away to the finish line. 
and get the kisses and the wreaths and the victories because it is going to be amazing and it is the death the r.i.p of gravel racing as we know it and it is going to be amazing you think so so a couple years ago i did uh amonzo and the raleigh cross team at that point showed up and that oh, didn't Raleigh cross stream. Yes. That's just like a pro no, tour. It's, it's not the same, yeah. but it's, it's an intermediate. <laughs> I mean, it like Driscoll burden, like oh, it yeah. was totally it, awesome. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, it was, it was sort of a step in between and it didn't ruin that race. You know, it didn't even like change the, change the feel of the race very much. Look, I, I know that you had a team named after you. I know mm-hmm. that that you are living up in Minnesota, and the the dream is alive and well of the '90s. But let's be honest for a <laughs> well, second here. How is, wait, how Coach wait, Tim wait, is going to tell you a little something? Can you explain me the connection in that one? Little guy, there's Coach Tim's got a little something. Just, just sit right, down on the, end right. of the bench. Lay down that here. Florida logic. Florida man is, explains something to is, Minnesota man. Let's hear it. It is a world tour team showing up to dirty kids. Yeah, but they're it like the gonna, lowest ranked world tour team. No, that's dimension data. <laughs> but, but little guy, think about that. There's so much to discuss here and to pulverize through. I got. Can I? Can I tell you guys what I'm disappointed in? And then we can get back to Dirty Kansas. Oh, why isn't Education First showing up at Red Hook or the Mission Crit? I want them at Fixed Gear Crits because that is clearly also something that they're totally failing to do instead they're going to dirty cancer which there has to be some kind of uci rule against sanctioned unsanctioned racing there must be right they, they, there must be something here where they they can't do unsanctioned racing mm-hmm. so i'm a, i'm expecting mark mattiot of ftj to just totally now, just file a protest yeah, is this going to turn race. into a thing uh where they can only send a maximum of three riders and they can't wear the official kit and maybe that leads to uh, you know, some alternative version of the kit that's maybe all black, something like that. It might be. <laughs> I mean, like uh, over the last weekend, Katusha was racing in Australia under a, like a reduced team as like Katusha yeah, but not an all black kit. No, but they were I, they had like a purple kit. I feel like so, little guy may not have seen the uh, the leaked images of the Cannondale uh, EF all black I've kit. I've seen the images, man. You guys. I don't, I don't think little guy's ready to ball with the uh, all-black kit of Team Education First. But little guy, a purple kit sounds amazing. An all-black kit, I haven't even seen it yet. But I guarantee you're going to draft that thing number one next week in the jersey draft. And I mean, <laughs> if if it's if it just means to to ruin, ruin Mitch's time on our podcast, I might, just as a joke. But other than that, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of an all-black kit, I got to say. So, Spencer. Yeah. Team Education First showing up to Dirty Kansas. Mm-hmm. Is it going to ruin the race or end the race as we know it? Well, I think uh, the race was already ruined in 2018 when uh, Katie Keogh destroyed everyone by herself. So, you know, if uh, if if eight Education First pros show up and, and ride it, have a little team group ride for 200 miles, I don't think it's really going to make anything any worse than it already is by all the little purest guy. standards. Mm-hmm. What do you think, little guy? What's going to be the reaction of the gravel community when education first shows up to Kansas? I, I think some people will be excited. Some will be mad. And I, and I bet they'll probably still not win. Oh, you know, I bet, I bet I, they'll get ganged up on. I'm already, they're going to win. They're going to go one, two, three. Second, I, don't know, man. I can't wait to read the blog posts about the just, and it's going to be people leaving blog posts that are just like, man, I really, you know, gravel's supposed to be fun and free and exciting. And then these guys show up with swan years. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Well, oh, we'll see how they, how they roll it. I kind of imagine they're going to do small teams. And it'll be a little, a little less investment in those races and a little more mellow. Now, we did talk a little bit, Spencer, about... Um, the Australian Rose Nats and little guy was telling us a little bit about Katusha showing up in a purple kit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time we roll right into uh, Aussie corner. Aussie corner. Oh yeah. Well, as you know, we are um, one of the top uh, outdoor uh, sports and recreation podcasts in Australia. And um, that's due in no small part to our crack reporting on all the Aussie news that's fit to print uh, and one of those things, um, is that, uh, you know, the tour down under is right around the corner. As we all know, that is 
mostly a training camp for uh, all the European World Tour teams, but something very important uh, was going on this week there, which is the Aussie Road Nationals. Yes, and you know what my favorite thing is about the Australian Road, Road Nationals? I have and the no idea what your favorite thing is. <laughs> is that there's a lot of teams I've never heard of in there. Ah, yeah. And they do quite well. They do quite yeah. well. Um, the one that I wanted to uh, to highlight was um, the women's race uh, for uh, the Elite National Championships. Um, we had Mitchelton Scott in-house, obviously the powerhouse there, Amanda Spratt and, and et al. Uh, racing for the win. And uh, they got upstaged in, in a glorious upset. Um, they were beat to the line by Sarah... Gigante, um, who is 18 years old, crushed them. 18? Yeah. Crushed them. Oh, so uh, according to internet rumors, she is going to, by whatever rules they have there, she's going to be winning the U23 and the Elite National Championship because they were in the same race. That's badass. It's pretty badass. And she held off mm-hmm. the whole team. Her quotes after the race were pretty amazing. Um, you know, she was like, oh, the... Director was in my ear saying Mitchelton Scott has three women on the front chasing. And she was like, oh, my God, my idols are chasing me, you know. And uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome. It puts it into perspective. And uh, it sounded like an amazing race to watch and see. And, um, you know, those Aussies always bringing it. And and on the men's side, the uh, Michael Freeberg, who the only reason I know that name is as a former track racing aficionado is that he won like the Omnium title a long time ago. Hmm. He won for pro racing sunshine coast, which I don't even know what that team is, but it sounds amazing. Mm. The kit, eh, it's a little too astonished for me, but you know, Ah, the shades different. The shades different. What I liked is that in that four man break in the men's race, you had two Michelin Scott riders and then you had the guy lost. who you had the yeah well but you had the guy who won and then the guy who got third and they're on different teams but from a distance they're almost the same like aqua color like yeah like they're they're the like they look like the same kit so when you see the picture you're like oh two guys from two different teams made the move but not the case I I did hmm. see that Durbridge got fourth and I knew that that was gonna turbo Durbril turbo but I what I like so, about the Australian nationals actually is that we do get to hear about all these weird teams and mm-hmm. small smaller team riders because they have the weird fluke of it's their summer and so everyone local is killing it and all the euro pros need to peak in like three months and they can be good but they can't be tip top you know like if they're gonna do roubaix you can't be full on right now unless you're vanderpool or wild van air you know so like my f- my favorite part about it is besides the teams that we've never heard of is that it's the first glimpse at the kits, right? Like how are they going to unveil the kits? Like, Ooh, does something slip through the cracks? And then there's, you know, the new national championship that people forget about. And then there's the new kit or, or whatever. It's uh, pretty exciting to see mm. now it's summer down there. So, uh, you know, congrats to the, to the winners. And I think that we just crush Aussie corner. Yeah. It was yeah. a cracker, but Let's get back to uh, the real, the real fun and little guy. That is, of course, Matthew Vanderpool, number one hundred, his and a one hundred one race, hundred and hundred and one hundred one. I wanted to say, so he won everything this weekend, obviously, because he's Vanderpool, and he won on New Year's Day, which was after you guys did the podcast last time, and you guys were talking on the podcast a little bit, like, oh, it's going to be muddy, and Vanderpool won't do so well, and like. Then he comes out in a muddy race, crashes right away, is almost the last rider on the course, and still rides through everybody and crushes everybody. Like, still did a standard off the front Vanderpool. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, there's no stopping him, I think. <laughs> well, that's a, the dilemma, right? How do you answer the question I had last week that I asked Spencer? How do you explain Matthew Vanderpool to a roadie? Like, what's the, like, what's his, what's going to be a successful career for Matthew Vanderpool? Yeah, I mean, no, I, th- I think he's right. He's got to win some classics. He's got to win worlds. He's got to win the monuments. I he's think, got, yeah, he's got to win a monument this year. 
<laughs> or at year. least no pressure. At least, MVDP. No, well, no, maybe not a monument, but so you know, he's. I forget they released his like spring classic schedule, and he's he's going to do Amstel because he's Dutch, and he. So mm-hmm. I, I think he needs to just win Amstel. So it's a classic, but it's not a monument. So like, start small. And just be the first Dutch rider since um, Mr. Teeth Commercial, Bugard himself, I think, oh. won it. And set the Dutch – just the Dutch will go crazy. They'll get two feet taller out of excitement. <laughs> um, now, now what we were talking a little bit about last week, little guy. Yeah. And this is something that Spencer and I – you know, we had a lot of podcast green room talk. And we were talking about our Mount Rushmore of cycling teams starting from mm-hmm. – when we became cycling fans together, I think collectively we started becoming cycling fans around 2003 ish. Yeah. Um, that's how we met each other, being messengers, you know, working the beat, yep. delivering the packages, just being a cog in the system. And Spencer and I yeah. nominated in our Mount Rushmore of cycling teams, Faso Bordalo. Yeah, I know you did. I thought it was going to be a unanimous <laughs> choice because to get on our Mount Rushmore, it takes a lot of time to carve a team jersey into a mountain. Mm-hmm. So we need we need to agree. Is Faso Bordalo on Mount Rushmore for the three of our teams? Because it needs mm-hmm. to be unanimous. Yeah. I. What is your guys' argument for it? Because I've got some arguments against it. It's never a team I was very excited about. And I don't. What are What is your individual reason? Brico like, helmets is number one. Did they really they, they wear Brico helmet helmets? Ha- yeah. They had okay. the helmet that had the three vents. All right. That that's a good amazing. reason. I'll I'll give you a point on that, Timmy. <laughs> now that helmet reasons. was like a turbine. The amount of air mm-hmm. coming through. Listeners of the podcast, just Google yeah. Alejandro Pataki. Or Ale- <laughs> yeah, B-R-I-K-O. And what? he had this nice helmet with just three vents. It was a turbine. What? But say that we're just doing the jersey up there, and I don't know if I want to give the jersey space on a mountain because a helmet used to float See, above it the was jersey. A damn good-looking kit. It was a good-looking kit. They were solid. They matched the bikes. They had the full like deal like with the Pinarello bikes at the time, I mm-hmm. think. And, um, yep. You know that's that's what I look for is the is the total package and the uh, what comes out of that team, which was Consolera, Fletcher, Pipo, and so on and so on. There were a lot Pataki. more Pataki. Yeah, Pataki's pretty good. Here's here's my argument for uh, my counter to your Spencer. Yeah, what comes out of that team? But those riders, those are riders that came out of the Mape system, and they just uh, sure. ended up at Fasa Bordola for a little bit. I don't think we. We should give Fossa credit for Cancellara people. Like that recruitment and that development, that is that is a Mape system. I feel like yes. Fossa was just sort of a it just was a carryover until we, we handed them to better teams. But per the rules that Tim has laid out, uh-huh. we can't choose Mape. But we can no, no, I know. we can That's choose Fossa Portolo. So we should. Oh, There's the Italian pronunciation. Here's and and here's 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 my main argument. What other four teams are you going to put in front of them? Exactly. <laughs> so, little guy, I, well, I'm going to tell you right now. Like, once a team gets up on the Mount Rushmore, yeah, it can't be taken down, here, here, right? Here, so, here's what I would say: is that it's it's hard because Quick Step still exists, but I think Quick Step has to be up there. Yeah, because we could say 2003, 2004, Quick Step could be up there. Oh yeah, and then and and. 2011, 2012 quick step could be up there and, and, and 2018 quick step. Could now be are you there. like, okay, you're not arguing in that favor of quick four step. quick steps should be up there. Okay. No, I'm not saying all every quick step. I'm just saying that quick step is solid across. Okay. I'm not all a big right. FASA fan because one sprint wins don't count because sprinting is stupid. Well, um, they, yes, they had Cancelera and Fletcher and Pipo, but then their, their like GC team was Danielson, Frigo, who I'm pretty sure every pro rider from that era would agree was the biggest jerk of a doper there was. I think they had Valjevac. I mean, like, I just can't get okay. excited about this team. I'm sorry, you guys. All okay. right. Well, okay. Who, sure. What would you What would you nominate from that? Not even as Teddy Roosevelt from, from <laughs> 2000. <laughs> Not Rushmore. From what 2003 you, until now. Mm-hmm. What would you, What well, would, I, pick one? Quick step. Well, yeah, quick step for one. sure. Okay, I think we're on it. That's Mount. Right. That's Washington S- level. Sure. CSC, uh, CSC obviously is getting on there. No, dude, look at this. Look, let me let me lay out some CSC <laughs> magic for you. You got now, if it doesn't sh- say Bjarni Reese at the very beginning Tim, of this. Tim, you got I gotta say, Cancelera, I'm 
you, at least you guys, you guys just threw some Cancelera at me, so I'm throwing some mm-hmm. Cancelera right back at you. Cancelera. Yep. You got O'Grady when he's winning Roubaix. Yep. You got two Schlecks. Count them. One, two. Two Schlecks. Yep. Double Schleck. You got two Schlecks and you got Carlos Sastre. And, the, and my the collarbone is hurting. Just, the slam dunk. Yeah, you got Tyler, Tyler Hamilton. And then, and also, if you don't, if that's not enough riding up a hill looking like crap, for you, Tyler Hamilton. You got Chris Anker Sorensen, who was the yep. ugliest rider going uphill that went uphill fast in the history of the world. That's a solid. It's a solid team. It's very close. I could probably be convinced. How Here's could the it problem not with be? CSC, little guy, is the kit is so damn ugly with the fake abs. Okay, and they had Bjarni Reese. I say I'm nominated now, Spencer. You can't say that the kit is so ugly it can't go up there because I believe you own that entire kit. So yeah. How, how are you going to deal with this one? I had the, I had the bibs, the jersey, and the gloves. Yeah, um, and the gloves, and you had the crank set. You had the FSA square Tabor carbon crank set. <laughs> well, those those I got for free, but um, yeah, I mean the the kit I actually got uh, for free as well. So I don't know how yeah. much clout that actually carries, but I'll, I I am in agreement with little guy that CSC would be on Mount Rushmore. All right. I think Tim can be convinced because. The nail in the coffin is Tyler Hamilton. Uh, okay, Tim Tim, Tim yeah, was right. Tyler's biggest fan uh, at, at the time. <laughs> Winning Liège okay. is probably still a holiday in Tim's mind. Um, but yeah, Sastre, uh, uh, Cadell, like for the Aussie corner, yeah. like we've got a lot going for uh okay i'll take csc i i you guys convinced me quick step csc we still have the year come on we (laughs) still we still have the teddy roosevelt spot uh, and we still have abraham lincoln now Um, i would nominate as i did last week credit agricole would be on now i'm the kid's good uh, thor but i don't know if that's thor's best years and then what is christoph moreau the third cog in this in this argument, <laughs> That's, this argument. It's not Bobby Julik. <laughs> so we got some fourth place finishes there. Um, what else we got? I mean, how much more do you need? That kit was amazing. <sighs> See, this is when I'm going to just, if we're going to go credit agriculture, then I'm throwing in Sunyard Duval. Like that. Oh, I would on. totally back, vote for that. They bought back Chris Horner. I, uh. They had, they had <laughs> people. <laughs> They had Ricardo Rico. <laughs> like, now, yeah, yeah. It's Simone. Talk about a team that didn't give any. That is the worst it's kit them. in the history of professional oh cycling. Sonia Duval so good. has to go. So no, it's, it's absolutely getting vetoed. Back to Credit Agricole. We had Jens I Voigt. I love that full yellow craziness. Like, so much oh, good man. going on in Credit Agricole. Okay. But if you can so find I, me something better than Credit Agricole, I would bump them off. But I don't think you can. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, I don't think this is going to be decided Any year today. FDJ. <laughs> I, I would go with FDJ before I go credit agricole. Oh, you have no. Uh, FDJ uh, is always a better kit than credit agricole. Always a better kit. White Spencer White is pro, and you can't argue with white is more pro than green, no matter what you do. In the early two thousands, yes. Today, no. Green is way better. <laughs> well, anything other than everybody having a red kit would be good right now. Yeah, but. That's you know the wave of okay colors. guys I got it two th- like U S postal slash Discovery Channel mm, you know. they got Cappy. they got Frankie Andreu mm-hmm. they have all these great riders mm-hmm. I think that first <laughs> I think the first year after Discovery became Astana or B- Bruniel took over I think that's really the best team now I think wait Vitakorov was on CSC right. No, he was on Astana, no? and he was on T-Mobile. Uh, and T- I can't T-Mobile. even believe we haven't even brought up T-Mobile. I mean, come on. T-Mobile. Pink, no, that one it's minimal. It's got the, yeah. the T-Mobile three stripes. Okay. I'm all in on T-Mobile. I, I think that's, we're all that's in. That's going down. We're all in on are T-Mobile. Are we on T-Mobile or are we on Telecom? Which which way do we want to roll it? It doesn't matter. Okay. We're going the Stapleton's. We'll, we'll say we'll say they're both like encompassed in this, but we're gonna the one we're gonna carve into the mountain is the telecom jersey. Okay, yeah, it's that's a little why. more because they also had they had Zobel. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure there's listeners to the podcast right now that were yelling T-Mobile into the uh, into their you know uh, yeah. car stereo mm-hmm. right now. Going, you guys need to pick telecom or T-Mobile. So that sense, we got Quick Step, CSC, T-Mobile. I don't know who's taking right Roosevelt's spot. I mean, it's kind of forgotten a little bit. Like, what's going to be the, you know, Lamprey, favorite man. of the pod? Um, Lamprey. 
No, uh, I would say the the obvious choice here is is we got a lot of things covered, especially most importantly, maybe the Schlex with CSC. But could we pull a coup and have them represented twice and get the the uh, Leopard kit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just I don't know if that one's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe if it's the Luxembourg National. What about Uskatel? Scotty, Ivan Mayo. I could be convinced. I could be convinced of this. Like they, they like fan group wise. Yeah. Tell me you weren't excited when that kid's musette bag wrapped on Lance Armstrong's bike. Oh yeah. And Mayo kind of attacked. Do you think the guy who designed their kits is just screaming every time he sees the CCC kit now? He's like, "Come on, everybody made fun of me. Come on." Do, do you think that all of a sudden Team C is or Triple C is now going to be sitting there in the uh, uh, in the Pyrenees, going like, "Man, we have a lot of fans. Like this is amazing." Yeah. Maybe they'll get a Basque rider or two just just to really they they've got room on that roster to pad it out a little I, bit. Do we have any uh, any negative any nay votes on uh, Uskatel Uskati? I think no, the only nay vote is that like there's it. only one spot left on, and we're like, do you want to cast the you know do you want to just start carving the the jersey into the into the mountain? Like, is that the best we've got left? I th- I, I think I I would put it ahead of uh, Cardiac Nicole. I would put it ahead of FDJ. Uh, what about for, Unibet I mean, I Legacy? You know, for for quality and for uh, entertainment yeah. value. <laughs> what about Unibet? Uh, question mark. So bad. I would oh, totally be all in on Uscati. Uscatel yeah. Uscati. I'll I'm go done. for it. That's fine. Now, right. okay, I'm never so we've got our Mount Rushmore anyway. of cycling favorite teams. Quickstep, CSC, T-Mobile, and Uscati. That, or Uscatel Uscati. That gets us to the next part. Um where are we going to put Bling Matthews on this uh, wall? Janitorial services at the building that sort of like where you the visitor center. Oh, okay. I have a great opinion on that, but we're going to have to get to it after this preem lap. Joe Dombrowski from Cannondale Drop Pack, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, once again, we'd like to thank all of our listeners to the Slow Ride Podcast, and most importantly, the members and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Go to wideanglepodium.com to find out more about your favorite cycling shows. As we've talked many weeks in the past, we have a new show on the network, and that is The Gravel Lot. Check them out. Even though the name says gravel, it's not just gravel. It's actually a pretty good conversation. And we have Crosshairs Radio. Let's not forget about Bill and the wonderful wonderful work he's doing, including Crosshairs Television. Well, you Spencer. know, uh, Tim, I hate to interrupt and correct you because, you know, I let you go with so many incorrect things throughout the podcast for 100, 232 episodes so far. Yeah. He has changed the name. Oh. He has changed the wow. name officially. And it is Cyclocross Radio and Cyclocross Television. Just want to put that Thank out there s- so that we don't get angry emails from Bill again this week. Like we get every single week for the past, I don't know, eight weeks. It's like a hobby of his. Yeah. Well, Cyclocross Radio and Cyclocross Television. Bill, I'm so sorry. I read all of your emails. It's still fantastic to read. <laughs> but let's get to the important things. Is that not only can you listen to the independent cycling media that we have across the board, Consman Athlete, uh, Bike Shop CX, mm-hmm. lots of great shows on the mm-hmm. network. We also have Grimper Brothers Coffee with a brand new blend in honor of Bill from Cyclocross Radio and Cyclocross Television. Hello, Cyclocross Friends. Yes. Espresso blend. Yes. This is delicious. This is brand new from our friends at Grimper Brothers. It is... Um, it's an espresso blend. It's it's what you need to get you going in the morning, and you can support the Wide Angle Podium Network uh, by purchasing it. It is easy to do. Uh, head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee, and that'll take you to uh, to the new page where you can find Cyclocross Friends along with the full Schleck, which is still available as well, uh, at least for now. So if you haven't tried it, check that one out as well because it might not be there forever. Like the Schlecks. Oh, no. My favorite part about the um, Grimper Brothers coffee 
we have a couple of listeners that have emailed in that what they do is they have the uh, like the subscription to the coffee. So mm-hmm. like they just get it once a month, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. So now you got the new um, coffee. But here's my question, Spencer. You are the coffee expert on the pod. I am not a coffee. I had a flat white the other day. I don't even know what it was, but it tasted good when I was out at the coffee shop on my ride. It's Australian. So I go in. Is it? <laughs> this is a common thing. It is. Okay. How, educate me here real quick. Psych, uh, espresso blend. I went into a coffee shop. They only had drip coffee. I asked for an espresso and the um, woman behind the counter said, we do AeroPress. Mm-hmm. What? Is, is that still espresso? Uh, it's still coffee. You can use <laughs> you can use whatever beans you like, Tim. That's the thing, okay. is with the, uh, the espresso blend, it's just a darker roast. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean you need a fancy espresso machine to make it. It doesn't mean you have to have, uh, you know, a built-in coffee uh, bar in your kitchen, uh, you know, in your, in your coffee station. Uh, you can make that in your French press. You can make it in your AeroPress. You can make it in your Chemex. You can make it in your Mr. Coffee. It's fine. It's going to work. Um, okay. It's just got a very nice espresso-y flavor to it, and it's uh, roasted a little longer than uh, like a light roast or a medium roast. That, that's All that refers to is how long they, they toasted those beans. So. Okay. I feel that I actually learned a lot there, so thank you for not... Uh, making me feel like a petulant child that I am for not knowing how coffee works. I appreciate that. I'm sure there's other listeners because I had no clue that that's what it came down to as I'm trying to learn this wonderful world of coffee, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm getting there. So thanks to Grimper brothers for their continued support and go to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more. Yes. What up? This is Tom Skoyinch, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Hey guys, we are back here on the show, and something is on the uh, the docket that we really need to get to. Okay. And that is a 90-year-old gentleman just got busted positive for, for doping at the U.S. Track Nationals. Um, I have a couple questions here. I, for one, am glad that they're cleaning up this system of dirty dopers in this country and finally cracking down on the ones who are really screwing it over for everyone else. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) poor Carl, well, poor, I mean, Carl Grove, the doper, um, (laughs) seriously, in all seriousness, like, what a horrible... Like, he's 90 years old. Like, come on, Wait, man. are you saying like, there's an age we where we should just let people get away with doping? Oh, he's 80. He didn't know that he was ingesting all that EPO in microdoses. Well, okay. I Here, think it is rid- here's the thing. ridiculous. Now, he got busted uh, for a, an, um, a test after his win. Uh, he was the only one in the field, uh, so he did win. Um, he got a world record too, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they, uh, did not, uh, choose to suspend him because he had been tested in competition the day before and tested negative. Uh, so they, uh, believed his contaminated meat story, uh, of what he ate that evening, uh, because it wasn't his system the day before and it was the next day. So it's an interesting, Why is so he had a, celib- a valid, cel- celebratory could- steak. I don't you can know. Dope, you can dope between days. If you can eat a steak that has contaminants in it, why can't you just dope between days? I you don't know, understand that. Little guy, my, my grandma's around 90, and uh, there's, she doesn't do a whole lot between days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be straight with you. <laughs> Except eat steak. <laughs> I mean, why are we testing some? I mean, because I, you have to test everybody that wins, especially if they set a world record, too. There's just. Sure, Tim. Think of I all guess. the like, think of the all the Type A retired like lawyers that are going to start doping when they're like seventy five. If you get rid of doping, okay, at then that test seventy five. I, I feel when you get to ninety, you may be over the. Uh, I, send him guy. to prison. Send him to prison. <laughs> I, I'm just. Don't we have better things to test, and do, than testing? I mean, 
Okay, whatever. So we can drop it. This is what I think. This is going to be this, an argument. <laughs> this is what five dollars of your USA cycling license is going to. I guess who feels pretty good about that? I feel pretty good about it. Did you buy a license this year? Yeah, I bought a license. <laughs> okay. I, did, I did more races than you two combined. Yeah, that's probably true. And I did like so, eight. I just feel that like maybe when you get to eighty. 80. Like, whatever, so 80's man. the you know point. What? You're still alive. 80's the point. This is, stre- this is speaking as a stroke victim here. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know you had that. You had this insight into being 80. <laughs> okay. You know what? I All right. I, congratulations on your world record to um, Wait, Carl Grove. So he's, he's and suspended? I feel it's a shame that you were not suspended, but he tested positive. So they're taking and the they world record up- away now? I think they did. They take the world record away. No, I don't no. think they did anything. They even believed his story. That's so then weird. Maybe the system worked out. You think Contador is like it. super pissed? He's like, you believe his story, but you don't believe my story. I know where I was yesterday. That guy doesn't even remember where he was yesterday. I was, um, little guy. You, you didn't have a chance last week to talk on the pod about Stybar showing up to racing. And yeah. the other thing that I wanted to just mention, and I think this is where you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Were the sweet gifts that were showing up on my Twitter feed and my oh Facebook my feed of Starbar getting some killer air? He some got tail some whips. huge air at that New Year's race. Oh my god, he was gigantic. That was awesome. That was the best part of seeing him back. Yeah. He raced okay too. And and then not like uh, was boom. it Lars Booms? Spencer is saying that he like his goal was just not to get lapped by uh, yeah Vanderpool. Guess yeah, what happened. Which is a great goal to have. I think that is reasonable. Uh, he also had a quote uh, that I saw that um, where he said he wanted to do more racing next year, which I really resonated with me personally and probably <laughs> with most amateur cyclists out there. It's like, nice. oh, yeah, next year, oh, man, next year I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. training. I'm going to get on uh, uh, a Strava Premium. I'm going to be all uh. set. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so, he's getting a coach next year. So Lars, Lars he's Boom, a power meter too. Yeah, Lars Boom is the people's hero at this point. He is all of us. We are all Lars Boom. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was glad to see him out there. Uh, even if he, you know, didn't have as good a showing as maybe Stebar did. So he got he got lapped. Do you guys see that uh, friend of the pod? We've all maybe Tim. You haven't raced against him, but Josh Bauer five laps down today to Vanderpool. I saw that. Yeah, that I would have been at least eight. That that's what that means. That's that's the put it in relation to how I know I'm riding compared to Bauer because he was destroying me um, at Minnesota States. So, so we had a. Um, do you guys have anything more on cyclocross before I segue Sam this out of out of mm. here to catch up a little bit on some uh, listener emails? No, what do you got? No. Well, we did get an email um, last week. Capface. From Joshua Kohler, please discuss on the pod. And all it was, there wasn't even a body to the message. It was just the uh, Androni kit. Ah, uh, yes. It's a good um, kit. This thing has, uh, guys, is this the best Androni kit of all time? Like, it's uh, not Pro so Tour, but to I may take this in the draft next week because I counted at least 14 different logos on <laughs> just the jersey alone. Um, yeah. It is amazing. That's just the front. Did you even get to find the back? He just sent us no. a picture of the front. I didn't spend the time to go Google the back. There could be 14 different sponsors on the back. I mean, this thing is amazing. The best part is the, the graphic that they put out, the team put out, was that there was flames underneath the bottom of it. Like they, They're embracing in full totality what they are producing year after year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, you want to be on this team? Bring a sponsor. We will put your 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 uncle's company plastics company on the, on the front of this jersey it is going to be amazing yep. so one of the sponsors on there is is actually like legos it's like some sort of cut rate lego nice. unico plus yeah that's right i'm assuming it's, it's like the poor man's lego i don't know it's a very uh very impressive kit i was stoked to see that and then um there you know there's a couple of other uh things that 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 have come through the uh the pipeline and one of the things that's uh i think kind of near and dear to all of us is that one-on-one bike shop in minneapolis is is moving so like they they dug out the base they dug out the basement the archaeological site that was the basement of the one-on-one bike shop in minneapolis u-haul trailers to south minneapolis but friend of the pod and uh 
of ours, uh, Hurl from uh, Karzar Coffin magazine, had a retrospective today on his uh, page of the 10 Bianchi single speed mountain bikes okay. that were produced. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love them. So he has great pictures of all 10. Now, this is for fandom wise. Now, Spencer, you are an owner of the Puss. Yep. The pink, ugly single speed. So, yep. Fantastic bike. The Puss was um, a great bike because it was um, had the, the disc brakes. Yep. All the way through. But my question to you guys is. Over the 10 years, how many of these are you going to be able to name? There's 10 Bianchi single speeds. I know we have listeners right now that are working in bike shops going, starting to scribble down the 10 Bianchi single speeds that were produced before they went out of production in 2008, I believe, 2007 maybe. Yeah. So do you guys know what they are? Yes. Uh, No. I don't think so. I can guess. And we could try to do them in order if you want. Oh, no. Gosh, no. I could probably, order? So. probably get them pretty close to in order. All right. I can name three. So, Spencer, go for it. Uh, I have seven. I have eight. Hmm. I'm missing a couple. All right. Let me start off. Well, How about this? It starts with the bass. I'm pretty sure. The bass for sure. So, the bass was Neon green. the badass single speed, and it was orange. Ah, uh, Orange. And it had really? um, the sick, like, post brakes. I mean, this thing, this was a good-looking bike. I thought so, the orange one the was the boss. Nope. Hmm. Okay. I could be wrong. There's actually two basses that came oh, out. Oh. The story changes. Because then, then you had the green single speed. Okay, so that's that the one I'm thinking of. Cause wait, wait, wait. The bass yeah. is green, dude. Yeah. The, no, there's the green and the orange. No, I think the boss oh. is orange and the bass is green. All right. All right. Okay, sure. So there's an orange and the green one. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're both bass, but I'm sure it might be the bad orange single yeah, speed. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're right next to each other. Okay. Next up. Okay. What do you got? Uh, next up, man. This one's on your list for sure. It's probably the bus. It is the bus. It's the brown, ugly single speed. And they had the gold components. Yeah, like this. beautiful. One. Okay. This is, this is probably the... Spencer, you wanted the pus. Yep. This is the one I want. It's I a want, good one. I want the bus because oh, it's got really? the um, it's got the gold stem. Yep. Like this, beautiful. Yep. Oh, then okay. next, I'm gonna guess next is probably the cuss. It is the cuss. Awesome. And the cuss was the Celeste ugly single speed. This is also a very popular one. This is one a lot of people Bianchi fans wanted because it was the first time they went to Celeste and it had the red highlights. So, um. So we have the cuss. Yeah. That's right. And then next up uh, is their first ever disc. Break. Yeah. So that's going to be the disc. That is the disc. So Pearl's got this one looking good. The disc single speed. Yep. That's where it went downhill right there. It did. It pretty much when it did go downhill. That is right. I think after right. the disc came the sis, which was the chrome, like Bianca Pista era. Yep. Okay. Yep, Ugh. this is definitely the Bianchi piece of the Sis. Yep, yeah. okay. right? Then No, no, the Sis was more of matte. Yeah, it's more like gray. Oh. Yeah. It's so th- Okay, it sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was gray. And then came the chrome one, which I don't remember the name the of. The chrome one. The uh Sass, Sass. the shiny ass single speed. Okay. Yep. The Sass. But yes, the the chrome one. I rem- Okay. I remember the chrome one kind of getting a little bit of uh love there in Minneapolis. Oh like, yeah. I feel that there's there's a lot sold on closeout or employee purchases that year for the, the Chrome one. Like people are like, you know, I think this disc thing is going to stick well, around for a while. So I'm the gonna, thing about I'm going to finally get my single. Yeah, screen. the thing about it is they were all aluminum bikes with nice fat tubes. Uh, like all the way through the the SAS and the SIS became like steel thin tubed, and they didn't look as cool. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a price difference or what, but they were definitely trying to like look like that Bianca Pista. They were really trying to capitalize on that fixed yeah. gear frenzy that was going on then. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it went well. And then they switched back to the aluminum and the retro stylings uh, of the classic single speed series with the next three that I don't remember the order that they come in. 
But you got the puss. You got the puss. The, the pink ugly. You got the wuss. And then, and and then the they guts. went to shocks. So so the puss was sold as a rigid. Okay. And then they started selling the the complete bikes with a shock front fork. And that's when you get to the Gus. Yep. Which oh, yeah. many of us According to legend. knew, which is legend because that's Gene's ugly single speed of one-on-one. Yep. So, because that was probably the only store that actually bought. Yes. Or gave these away at discount to everybody. It's a pretty bad color. <laughs> it's a, I used to call it Gino's ugly single speed for a reason. Like this thing is nasty. And then finally you had the last ever one. And that was the wuss, yep. the white ugly single speed. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a pretty good run of single speed mountain bikes that it's hard to find a 26 inch mountain bikes anywhere well, in the country. I'm going to, I'm going to say, you know, I got my puss and I'm going to tell you right now, you can fit 27.5s in there and make it a pretty uh, modern single-speed mountain bike. Now, you're not going to get much over a 2.2, 2.25 tire in there, of course, but, uh, man, it's fun to ride. Nothing over 2.5. That's gigantic. Two point two five. Two point two five. Okay, I was gonna say like I, the most well, I can cram in it. Either of my mountain bikes is a twenty six by two point two. Chris. Oh well, I don't know. I, I, like I think I gotta set the eBay alert. Um, oh. I'm already like. You guys are crazy. I kind so, of hate so Sarah told me that she doesn't listen. Sarah told me she doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. So yeah, that's so weird. You know, I can tell you guys all my um, mm-hmm. inadequacies now, mm-hmm. and one of the the biggest is that getting the Klein touring bike didn't really go over super well. So when did like you tell her? Ab- What's that? When, how did you like, so you already had made the purchase and then you told we were eating Sarah dinner and I was just like, Oh, hey, by the way, I bought a new Klein. Both of your money. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, I could have played a little bit better. I, I failed. You guys weren't like, so doing I don't the think accounting. I'm going to be able to buy a Bianchi single speed anytime soon. So if you guys can, yeah. and and we just got hit up on the uh, Facebook group, um, friend of the pod uh, from Toronto, Enrico Trainy, was mm. just telling that uh, he had a $215 Klein Quantum medium frame Ooh. fork bar and seat post. And that's 215 Canadian. So you know mm. it's like 175 like US. And the exchange rate that good right now? I don't think it's that good. But yeah, maybe. It, well, anyways. We can, one can dream. So I got to... I can't really buy any new stuff, guys. I gotta, can you guys keep an eye out for me for good you stuff? You know what you could do, Tim, is just sell that touring bike and get a real bike. Oh, I need the touring bike for the um, the Natchez Trace we're all going to do. It's going to be great. Uh-huh. Um, all right. I got two things to go. You guys can you guys get to decide which uh, choose your own adventure. Okay. Lane one. This is going to be the final segment of the pod. So oh, lane I one. had something to ask you too, but okay, don't ask me too. Okay, no, no, little guy, you go first, and then I'll I'll capstone it. What do you got? Uh, I was thinking the other day as I was going down the street that there's one thing when I'm riding that I like to run over. Do you guys have something you like to run over? Absolutely. Okay, I tell you. Can I tell you first what I like to run over, and you can tell me like something you like. You're riding down can, the street. Can, can we guess? Yeah, would guess what you like to run over? What do I like to run over? Cassette tape. Like, no, like I don't. The ribbons of cassette tape. No. I think you enjoy running over that no, no, so that no. you trail it all across the city. No, that would bug me. I like to pick up random cassette tapes. I like to run over um, uh, cigarette, like like a box, of, like a cigarette carton, because it makes a uh, it's it's solid enough that it makes a nice noise when you run over it. But you know you're not going to get it. It's not going to get stuck in your tire. It's not going to okay. give you a flat. And it's it makes a satisfying little sound. And I know I've just ruined some cigarettes, which is also kind of funny, I think. Nice. No, that's okay. What do you like it's, to run over? Souls. <laughs> souls of those I've, I've dropped on the rides. Oh, I thought you I dro- really like, dropped hammers on them. I, I like rolling over etcher blades because they make a really nice loud sound, and then I go back and pick them up. Oh, have you gotten a flat that's from one? That's how I know that they're there. Even with your tire, have you gotten a flat from rolling over one, even with your... Never. your completely oh. shredded tire no oh, it's wow. shredded for a reason yeah spencer is there anything you like to roll over when you're riding your bike uh i mean i'll roll over anything man like <laughs> really doesn't matter okay. i kind of bulldoze right. whatever and you know sometimes i live to regret it and most of the time i don't so, like if when I, I was see becoming a, a courier all right when i was becoming a courier i had my um 
Shirley Crosscheck. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the Terranaut. <laughs> and yeah. I, I recall you two telling me this. Can you guys tell me if this was true that you guys did this? Like it was factual or were you just giving me a hard time and I was super rookie and I believed everything <laughs> that, that you vets told me? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Okay. You may remember that I ran a 32C front tire and I had like a 25C rear road tire. So I have a cross tire up front and then a road tire in the back. Wow. I didn't remember and that. I, I recall you guys telling me that, that like you want to have grip in the front versus the back. Is there any like truth to that? I mean... What, we, for what for just riding around town i don't see the in the winter i remember you guys saying like no oh, man oh. when the snow comes you want to have the grip up front so like you go barreling well, through snow banks i would say ideally you'd want to have grip everywhere but i guess if you have to pick one place to stick it i guess i'd stick it in the front and the bottom's just really? gonna dig down you got all that weight on the bottom you're gonna get more grip out of even okay. the crappiest tire with all the weight on there so you guys were looking out for it. i i 100 yeah. definitely believe we told you this and i 100 percent believe we laughed after you left and we're like do you think really? he'll, yeah, do, you sure think he'll do it and then you did okay so let's let's go down memory let's go down uh podcast avenue with the super rookie here okay two choices we can go left we can talk about litter bugs or we can go right and we can talk about the championship belt what is it you guys want to discuss on the pod to wrap uh, the show? I'm going to vote litter bugs because I don't know where we're going with that. It's a little yeah. more exciting. I'm going to, I'm going to right. vote litter bugs as well because I don't want to talk about anything else. Okay, we don't need to talk about the championship belt. We know who has the championship belt. We don't need to uh, even discuss on this little ride pod, but let's talk about litter bugs. I was on a ride the other night, or the other day, sorry, mm-hmm. rolling along, 14 people on the group ride. A gentleman takes a goo, like eats the goo, mm-hmm. takes the takes the goo wrapper, and gracefully just throws it to the ground, like into the median. Classy. I'm the back marker of the group. He's kind of in the middle. I then go, wow, did he just, like I say out loud, did he just throw it like a wrapper? Like, because I didn't know what to believe. Mm. And... Two other people are like, yeah, I know. Like, I can't believe that he just did that. How am I supposed to react? What am I supposed to do? Do you know the guy? I've never met him before. Tall socks, arrow oh. helmet, one of those really <laughs> big arrow helmets, and an arrow bike. I would, uh, uh, I would say yeah. you just very loudly from the back say, hey, next time give it to the team car. Yeah, that's okay. good. That's good. That's good. Um, you could yell, I, I ah, I got goo on me. <laughs> no, no, no. Like he, like he, he looked behind him so that he wasn't going to throw it on one of the riders. Oh, wow. Very considerate. Like, like he wanted to make sure he wasn't going to affect anybody else's ride. He just wanted to throw it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what Spencer said is good to do. And then also just ban him from the ride. Yeah. Also ban him from the ride. Well, I, it's not my ride. I, I'm sure there's going to be discussions before the next ride, but so I go up next. I was like, which one of you guys just threw the wrapper on the ground? Mm-hmm. Cause like, yeah, I was trying to be a little bit more instead of just accusatory. Maybe I should have been more direct. <laughs> and he turns to say, Oh, that was me. I sincerely apologize. I ride these roads twice a week. That is the dumbest excuse I've ever heard in my life. I don't even think he was trying to make an excuse. I think he was just like, yeah, I ride out here all the week. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's my roads. I was compl- I didn't know what to do, so I huffed and puffed, and I was just like, "Like, what do you do?" I don't. Know. I'm not I gonna go back and pick it up because I would have been dropped, and it was windy. Like, I don't know. What to do. <laughs> you, you gotta, get, you gotta get, stick with the team car. You gotta tell them, "Hey, man, mm. I know, I know that you ride these all the time, but next time, give it to the team car." And he's gonna be like, "Look, what are you talking about? There's no team car." And you say, "Exactly. <laughs> Put yeah. it in your pocket, then." Because I said, I said, oh, well, that's why we have pockets. Yeah. And then I went away. But anyways, do you, I was, you just politely ask him to never ride in your neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was, like, it was so strange. I was just kind of like. Cool. Stay over I said here. Something. Don't come in my part of town ever. I was kind of proud of myself for saying something. I was yeah. like, man. And then my buddy that I ride with all the time, Greg, was like, this is going on the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. We'll see if the guys want to go down that avenue or not. Oh, yeah. That's, I can't believe yeah, that no, he was do. so so flippantly just like this is my this is my area to litter. This is 
the littering bugs me. It is the worst. It is worse than riding on a group ride with headphones, which is already pretty oh, bad. It's it is worse so than riding on a group ride that. with aero bars. Yes. In fact, this ride had a couple of gentlemen on aero bars. You know what was great about them? They weren't riding in the aero bars. They were just mm-hmm. out riding bikes and having a good time. They were great to talk to. It was a fantastic ride. Like, no issues. Yeah. Bring your aero bars, clip-ons or not. Mm-hmm. But don't litter. The nice it's thing, so bad. there's one nice thing about riding with someone with aero bars is that there's less wind resistance, so it's easier to talk to them. Like just noise wise, you don't have all that <laughs> that ex- extra noise. You know, like if they're, everyone's riding on the tops, you know, it's, it's like loud. But if they're in the arrows, you know, oh, this little guy. Rumor has it that you're going to be uh, in the sunshine state yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on vacay next week. Vacay. All right. Well, yeah. we'll see what we can do. We can see if we can find a uh, replacement for you. But we will. Um, we'll get back. We definitely want you on the top corner draft corner for the. 2019 jersey season and with that we'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the wide angle podium network we'd like to thank the grimper brothers and those that have purchased coffee at wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to support the shows that they love and we'd like to thank bk1 of rhyme series entertainment for the intro and outro music to every episode of the slow ride podcast this is tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. 